You know I'm right on football right here for Landry Football live on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube and on demand wherever you get your podcast. It's Nick Durst and Joe Calabrese. And Joe, are you ready for another week of football? This season is just flying by. And again, the story this week is COVID-19. The Giants are all getting hit with it, but good thing for the Giants is they have a bye week. So hopefully it won't impact them too much as they make that push to go uh, six and 10 and win the NFC East. But now you have some issues with uh, the Texans getting the flu. Yeah. So it seems like the Texans have gotten hit with the flu bug and the COVID bug this year. So uh flu is better than COVID. I can tell you that. Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, I think Laramie Tunsil, he's going to be an active against the Patriots because he got the flu. Uh, you know, we're going to go through all of our games today. And the big news this week is that Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback for the Saints. So, Joe, I hope you were wise enough to go pick him up with fantasy and start him at tight end. <laughs> uh, he's definitely going to have eligibility. Uh, we will see how that game goes. Uh, the Saints were basically the, the primary major news of the week because uh, we got some injury updates on Drew Brees. Obviously his condition uh, seems to be more wild by the day. Obviously they found more cracked ribs, but it uh, seems like he's only going to be on injury reserve for about three weeks and then he'll be able to come back. So uh, pretty wild stuff. Uh, he sustained a pretty uh, serious injury, you know, for most normal people, but uh, he'll likely be back by the end of the season. But yeah, the saints, uh, Sean Payton made a very, very controversial decision, I think, because a lot of people were ready to see Jameis Winston with this particular group. Obviously, he 180 that, and he decided to start Taysom Hill instead. Uh, a lot of people are speculating maybe he starts Taysom Hill, and then maybe he goes to Jameis Winston, kind of like a uh, an opener situation in baseball. So we shall see. We shall see. But, yes, I uh, I picked up Taysom Hill in one league. Yeah, very smart, big move there. And of course, we're going to get to the games real soon. But some injury news as we always do first. Teddy Bridgewater, he wants to play. He's got to test his knee in pregame, but he is questionable. So P.J. Walker, who is one of the best XFL quarterbacks and, of course, was with Matt Rule and Temple, may start a quarterback. And the Lions, Matthew Stafford, give this guy credit. I thought he'd be hurt at week three. He's played every game so far. He's listed as questionable, and he expects to play for the Ravens. Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams are both doubtful, and this is a big setback for Baltimore. And we're going to get to that game, Joe, but real quick, the loser of the Baltimore-Tennessee game, they're out of the playoffs, right? There's no way they're going to make it. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the Titans, the last couple of weeks have been in the midst of a slide, and uh, – they placed the Jadavion Clowney on injured reserve as well. So uh, I think the Titans need this game probably a little more than the Ravens because I think the Ravens uh, will get the benefit of being able to play some of the AFC North teams down the stretch and, and maybe collect a few extra wins. Uh, obviously, the Ravens and the Giants are one of those games too, so that's another winnable game for Baltimore. Uh, to, yeah, so to me, the, the onus I think on the Titans is to try to figure out a way to get to 10 wins. If they can get to 10 wins, they could probably get in, but – I think that's going to be super hard now that we know that the Raiders are good, the Dolphins are good, the Browns are pretty good. Uh, a lot of teams are going to be fighting for those six and seven seasons in the AFC. Uh, but yeah, so uh, a couple a lot more of good injuries. teams there. Yeah, and I was just going to say the big game today, and we're going to get, well, not today, but this weekend is going to be 
the Raiders and the Chiefs. Major playoff implications there for the Raiders, but right. yeah, we'll get to that later on. Huge game. Big game to bet on. Yeah, huge game to bet on. Obviously, the Raiders have already beaten the Chiefs once this season. Uh, so suffered The Chiefs suffered their only loss to the Raiders. So uh, it seems like John Gruden and Mike Mayock and, and Derek Carr, uh, they're doing a lot to turn around that, that Raiders team real quick. Obviously, we like them. Uh, said they've been a 9-7 and seven contender for most of the season. Uh, just a couple more injury notes. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore for the Saints, right? You know, we keep talking about Saints. Uh, he's not going to play this week. Uh, he's got an abdomen injury. Uh, and I believe that Noah Fant, uh, if you're starting him in fantasy, he's expected to play against the Dolphins this week. Uh, and also Stephon Gilmore. He's uh, missed the last three weeks. Uh, I believe the Patriots uh, will – I believe he will be starting for the Patriots today. Uh, he's missed the last couple of weeks with a knee injury. So just a couple more notes. So, of course, Drew Brees is out. Again, yeah, Josh Hill's out. Miles Garrett's out. Zach Ertz, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, who I don't know, came back. He looked great. Now it looks like he's not going to play again. Very bizarre situation there with the Panthers. Kenny Galladay, DeAndre Swift, Danny Amendola, LaVisca Chenault, Javion Clowney, Miles Gaskin, David Johnson, Sam Darnold, your guy, Clay Farrell, Sammy Watkins, and Mitchell Schwartz all out. <clears throat> who knows if Darnold's ever going to play? This is going to impact the Jets long-term thinking here as to whether or not Donald could be the starting quarterback. So we'll get into all that when we get to the games. Uh, and I think, I think it's time to pick some games, Joe. So what should everybody do? Visit nj.pointsbet.com and enter the promo code free cash, all caps, one word, and you will make some money. I think, I think Joe has been pretty good this year with his picks. And if you listened to him hundred percent of the time, you would certainly, certainly be up big time here this season. Yes, so sir. We got some big games this week, so we got to bring in an expert here. So here he is. He's from in the zone.io, Johnny V TV. Johnny, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> what's up, guys? Johnny, how's it Love going? Why don't you give our listeners a little bit of, the, of your background here uh, and your, and your, your handicapping? Of course, of course, of course. So I do. Obviously, right front in the zone. I put out my weekly taste. You can find it every week. Um, I also put out picks for JDF Sports. And every week, honestly, it's just monitoring all the lines, see what's going on with the injury reports, like little things like the weather, certain trends. I end up spotting a lot of trends um, throughout the season. And a lot of times you just got to ride with it because for whatever reason, it's just in particular something that keeps happening and it's a, a way to make money. Uh, it's not going to happen every week. Like, you know, for example, one of my big trends for a player prop bet perspective, DK Metcalf, I take the over on his yards every week. Not that it always hits, but, you know, he's got 90 yards or more in every game except for, I think, two or three, and it's week 11. So, you know, he's, he's got a high percentage, just like certain things like that. Awesome. Great stuff there. I definitely want to check out Johnny's Instagram. He does some great uh, game picks every every Sunday morning, but now he's going to give you the picks here as well with us. So let's go, boys. We're going to go through every game from now through Monday night. We'll start with the Patriots taking on the Houston Texans. And for the purpose of this segment, we're using points, bets, spreads, and over-unders and whatnot. So that's what we're going to be consistent with. Uh, Joe, we'll start with you in this one. Patriots coming off a big win. They, they they want to make sure they could make that chance to make the playoffs, perhaps. They are one-and-a-half-point favorites here. Heading to, Tex, to, to Houston to play the Texans. Uh, but Larry Tunstall is out with the flip. 
Yeah. Uh, so I've mentioned before, Stefan Gilmore uh, expected to be back here. I've seen this line move to two in certain spots. I think the Patriots over the course of the last two weeks have really seemed to right the ship. Uh, last week, that Sunday night game, uh, obviously was very, very, very fishy. Uh, I ended up betting the Patriots last week. Uh, I picked the Ravens on the show, but I picked, I ended up taking the Patriots with the points. I think it were six and a half. Uh, they were, uh, the Ravens were seven and the line moved to six and a half right before the start of the game and the Patriots ended up winning. So, uh, seems like the Patriots have really righted the ship. Uh, I think Belichick's going to at least get these guys to make a push here in the second half of the season, try to push for a playoff spot. Uh, still not at totally out of the reach. It's very attainable for these guys. Uh, so I'm going to take the Patriots here. Uh, like I said, the line is two in certain spots, but that doesn't bother me. Uh, I'll gladly take the points and lay the Patriots on the road against one of the worst teams in the NFL. All right, Johnny, what are you thinking on this one? You know, honestly, I hate this game. Um, the Patriots are just – they're a weird team. Like, last week, even in a, in a monsoon bowl, they look pretty good against a strong Ravens team. And, you know, they look like a team that can be a force to be reckoned with down the stretch. But then, you know, they have these moments where they just can't put up points. Texans aren't a good team. They're just not. They have Deshaun Watson. You know, Will Fuller's finally doing what we were hoping he was going to do. I mean, the guy's made a glass, so he stayed on the field and he's able to produce – Cooks is starting to come on a little bit. Two points. The home dog getting two points is always weird. That's just a that's a number you always got to keep on the radar. I I'm actually going to go with Houston today. Like I said, two points at home. It's a that's a weird number. Um, Houston got embarrassed last week at Cleveland. They they just flat out didn't show up. I think that they're going to right the ship today. And at the very least, cover. I actually picked the Texans to win. I think it's going to be a, a slight margin. But to tell you the truth, if I was actually putting money on it, I wouldn't bet this game because this there's there's too many variables, and it's just it's like honestly a toss up. All right, I, I think I'm going to go with the the Patriots on this one. I think they can certainly win by at least a field goal. Uh, I did like what what I saw from them slightly in their last game but uh you know i, I bet against we, we, went, we went against them joe uh for the most part we said the ravens were gonna probably win that game and that's it i learned my lesson can't go against bill belichick anymore joe you want to take this question from Bressman? damian harris is going against the texans the league's 32nd ranked run defenses there's still a question mark on the backfield situation in new england well we saw rex burkhead have a big week last week so uh, week to week, obviously, you 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 never know what you're going to expect out of this Patriots backfield. Uh, a lot of people do like Damian Harris. I wouldn't necessarily rely on him, uh, but you know, for the purposes of if you need a flex guy in your fantasy lineup this week, uh, there there are guys who you could probably do worse than than Damian Harris. So, Sony Michelle is back this week, just as an FYI. It's true. It's true, and you know, you know that you know whenever he goes healthy, that's who they. Uh, I ended up leaning on. Uh, what's up, Jackie? Thanks what's for up, tuning Jackie? in. Uh, all right. Next game up here. This game, like, unless you're a fan of these two teams, why would you even bother to watch this game? And if you're if you're if you're gambling on this one, something might be wrong with you. You got the Lions and the Panthers. Panthers without McCaffrey may be out without Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so Lions are plus one in this one. We'll start with you on this game, Johnny. Oh, this is another one. Uh, Bridgewater is a true game time. They gave a designation on them. If Bridgewater plays and he's like not too, too banged up, I think I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go with Carolina because, listen, they're not a bad team. You know, they almost went into Kansas City a couple weeks ago 
and beat the Chiefs. They're a team capable. They have weapons. Matt Rule has honestly turned this team. They're supposed to be in a building year, a rebuilding year, but they're a team that a couple, a couple more wins. They're really in contention for a wild card spot. Like now with the seventh seed, that's not out of the question. Um, Detroit Stafford, man, he's he's a warrior, bro. It t- it's going to take a gunshot wound to the face to keep him out. He played through a broken back, broken ribs. So this thumb thing is not going to hold him out. Baby Tron, Kenny Galladay, no go today. No Danny Amendola. Hard for me to really look the Lions and think they're ready to to take it over. I, I just don't think Stafford's right right now. I think Carolina is more adept to taking this game if they're a little sh- more shorthanded than the Lions are. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think Swift is a is a big loss with for the Lions today, and yeah. Stafford's quite injured, so that's going to impact things. Uh, I'm with you. I think if Teddy Bridgewater's playing in this game, you got You got to go with the Lions. Uh, um, but I mean, if, if Teddy Orger is playing this game, you got to go with the Panthers. Uh, I think the Panthers are the better team for everything you just said. Uh, you know, the Lions are leading the league in receiving yards allowed to running back. Will Mike Davis have a dual threat today against the Lions? Uh, it's it's highly likely um, because the Lions have won some games, but I just I just view them as one of the worst teams in the league. There's nothing that I've seen from the Lions this year that made me say. Oh wow, they could be dominant. They could be a playoff team. There's just nothing there. So I'm gonna roll with the Panthers on this one. I think I'll even roll with them with PJ Walker as a starting quarterback. Joe? Yeah, yeah the Panthers have been super, super competitive. Uh the Lions last week uh had that uh tremendous comeback win very, very late against uh Washington. They had the the what was it, the fifty-nine yarder by Prater at the very end of the game to win. Uh so they're coming off a huge win. Uh, obviously we like the Panthers, right? You know, we say this every week where when we, when we have the opportunity uh, to grab the Panthers and the points, uh, usually we do it right. Uh, but even, even so the, 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 the one doesn't really hurt, like doesn't really bother me as much uh, because I think yeah. PJ Walker, uh, he's, he's played a few snaps this year. Uh, I'm, I'm really confident in, in this Caroline team, especially on offense, even without Chris McCaffrey, they've proven that they could put, put up points with our, uh, without him regardless. I think so, the, yeah, I, think, I don't like, I, guess, I think the better bet in this game is probably the under, I think the, the over-unders are around 48 right now. Cause yeah, I, I just don't see how these teams are going to be putting up big points, but uh, you never know. All yeah. right. Next game up, we got an interesting one, which is <laughs> Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Washington football team and the Washington football team are two point favorites in this one. Uh, the Bengals have done a good job this season in covering a lot. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. There's, you've seen absolutely nothing from Washington to believe they're going to be able to put a team away. And, you know, the Bengals, they're, it's just a matter of time before they start getting some wins. Hopefully they don't win next week against the Giants because that's that's the big game there. Uh, and as Breastman points out, despite a 2-7 and seven record this season, Washington has the league's best pass defense going against the very pass-heavy QB in Burrow. The Bengals need to focus on the run today to pull off the win. Yeah, I see. I saw G- Gio Bernard is twen- trending on Twitter this morning. Uh a lot of people are expecting him to run the ball a lot. Uh, so give me give me the Bengals plus two here. John? Uh, you know what? I, I love that little nugget that we just saw. 
I, I think Washington at home is going to be tough. I think Antonio Gibson is going to have a big day. I could see about 120 total scrimmage yards for him, maybe a couple touchdowns. Uh, as long as Alex Smith, you know, <laughs> stays his typical game manager role, let that defense get after Joe Burrow. I think, I think the Bengals always want to try and run the ball and, and be a balanced offense, but they just end up acting like a kid playing Madden or like me playing Madden. I just don't running the ball to me is not appealing. I just want to sling it times. Um, Washington's defense is, is pretty good, man. They really are. I think that they get a, they squeak out a home win two points. Honestly, it's not even, it, it's likely not going to be a two point game. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think Washington's going to win out right today. It's a close. No, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. Joe, you going with your guy, Joe Burrow, the Joe's got to stick together in this one. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be great. Uh, but for the reasons that Johnny just said, I'm going to take Washington here because I do think that this is the kind of game where uh, we're going to see Alex Smith and his his ability to manage a game really uh, kind of shine. Uh, again, Washington's pass defense is the best in the league, and I knew that uh, because I have Burrow in fantasy, right? So I had to make a decision today, and I am not playing Burrow, so that's going to be – Interesting to look back on a week from now. Uh, but Washington's defense, uh, they're not bad. Obviously, you know, we, we say this every week. They're super competitive. Uh, Should have won that game in Detroit last week, obviously. Uh, they had beat the, the Giants twice, too. Yeah. Uh, but I think they'll come home today. I think they'll take care of business. Uh, I think the line is definitely uh, – it's it, it's something that if you want to play Cincinnati, you know, I, I could see why. Uh, but the, I'm not, like I said, not afraid of the two. Uh, give me Washington. I agree with Johnny here. My bonus pick is Washington wins Thursday against the Cowboys. Because, I mean, the last thing we need, and John, I don't know what you're, what you're a fan of, but if the Cowboys win today and win Thursday, then we got to hear about – all right, he's a Falcons fan. Uh, then we got to hear about how the Cowboys are going to go to the playoffs to turn things around. We don't need to hear that for the next game. No, we're not going to hear it. It's not happening. All right, next game up here, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on Luton and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Luton Lunacy. And the Steelers are 10.5-point favorites here. And if the Jaguars have taught us anything over the past few weeks, it's that, A, they know how to draft six-round quarterbacks, and, B, it's that they always cover the spread. So I got to go with the Jaguars here. Uh, You know, the Steelers are going to absolutely win this game, uh, but I don't see it being a blowout. Look what the Jaguars are able to do against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense, which is far superior. So this is going to be, uh, you know, I, I could definitely see this game being within 10. So I got to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Joe, what do you think? Uh, so what we know from the Pittsburgh Steelers is that they always, always, always play down to competition. Uh, and the few games that we've seen this year, uh, Denver in week two being an example, uh, and I believe the game against the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago in Dallas being a perfect example of this. For some reason, Mike Tomlin's teams just always seem to play up to competition or down to competition. Uh, I love this line because I believe it started at nine or nine and a half, and I think it's gone to ten and a half since. Uh, so in that case, uh, even if Pittsburgh's up by three scores late, you know, a late touchdown by Jacksonville, you know, that'll do it. That'll give you a backdoor cover. Uh, Jacksonville, very, very pesky team. Uh, they've been in most games this season, despite the fact that, you know, Gardner Minshew has missed, you know, the last couple of games. So I'm with you, Nick. You know, I like the Jaguars in the spot. I believe the Steelers will win the game outright, obviously. 
Uh, but I'm taking the points with the Jaguars like you. All right, Johnny, what do you think on this one? We're all on board, boys. I agree. Jacksonville usually plays Pittsburgh tough. They do play down to their competition. For whatever reason, they just can't keep their foot on the gas for 60 minutes when they're playing an inferior opponent. Ten and a half is a lot of points. I expect. I actually expect a decent day from James Robinson. Um, I love the fact that the Jags made the quarterback change. Got Jake Watt in. He he's doing. Um, he's exercising common sense and targeting DJ Shark a heavy amount. Which for whatever reason, that hippie bum from the Midwest, Gardner Minshew, wouldn't do. So I think Chark can have a solid day, even against a, a strong Pittsburgh day. Ten and a half is a lot. I'm, I'm with you guys. I think Jags covered that. Yeah, Lawton has been, he's been impressive. Uh, after failing to pull off a game-winning drive against the Packers last week, Russ wants to know, and only his dark career start. Jake Lawton is going against Pittsburgh's number one pass rush. Does he have any success today after losing a close one against the Green Bay? Uh, it depends what you consider success. I mean, can I see this guy having a touchdown or two? Sure, but uh, Pittsburgh's defense is, is just too good, and uh, it's 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 not going to be the prettiest of days there for, for him or any quarterback coming up against the Steelers this season. All right, the next game up, and we got to start with Johnny in this one, of course, and that is his Falcons, who are three-and-a-half-point underdogs, taking on Mr. Hill and the New Orleans Saints. Johnny, excited what? for this one? Let me just say, I haven't been this excited since I lost my virginity. I'm so happy to watch the game. Taysom Hill, I picked him up in one of my leagues, and I'm exploiting a loophole, and I'm starting him at tight end. Love it. That's affluence right there. I'm so excited to watch this game. Uh, I actually I got Atlanta at plus five, and one of my tips I can tell anybody, anytime the road team is getting five or five and a half, you take them. Always take him at five or five and a half. It's going to hit a lot more times than it's not. Atlanta, I got them at five. They went down to three and a half. There's no Marshawn Lattimore. Taysom Hill starting. Um, I think Atlanta's going out right, man. I think Calvin Ridley, they're going to eat. Matt Ryan's going to have a day. Uh, the Falcons are streaking, dude. I hate I hate betting the Falcons. They're a loser franchise. But I think today we're going to see a heavy dose of an offensive aerial attack that we've been accustomed to seeing for the last 10 years plus in, in the Matt, well, 12 years in the Matt Ryan era. Uh, Atlanta not only covers whatever the spread is now, three and a half, but I think they went outright. I'm excited for this game, though, boys. I really am. Joe, before you give your pick, does the Saints' decision to start Taysom Hill say anything about Jameis Winston's future in New Orleans? Yeah, it's not going to last long. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm with Johnny here. I think that this is a really good spot for the Falcons, and I think uh, there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Uh, I believe right now, according to points, but the over-under for this game is 49-and-a-half. Uh, without Marshawn Lattimore, I have no idea why this game's not at least at 51 or 52. Uh, so I expect a lot of points to be scored in this game. Uh, I think this is a, a really, really huge smash spot for Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't think he's going to get a better opportunity this year to put up a big game. Uh, I like him for purposes of DFS. Uh, he's one of the two or three quarterbacks I'm using this week. Uh, I believe the Falcons, uh, again, what he said, uh, the last couple of weeks they've they've kind of seemed to to write it a little bit. Uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs here, uh, but I do think they're going to put up a couple of wins towards the end of the season. Uh, they they are notorious for being a better second-half team the last couple of years uh, after you know uh, particular – 
particularly tough starts uh, most of the time due to injury concerns and stuff like that. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll see what Taysom Hill is capable of doing. I still think it's possible that Trump Payton pulls the old, uh, you know, rabbit out of his hat and he starts Taysom Hill and then all of a sudden he kind of relies on Jameis uh, to play the rest of the game. So Hill, Hill does the first play, he runs it, and then Winston comes in. I can very much see him going back and forth and kind of outsmarting. Anyway, uh, I like the Falcons here. I think they're going to score a bunch of points. Uh, I maybe they don't necessarily win the game outright, uh, but if I'm going to get, if they're going to give me three and a points, then I'll take the three and a half points with the Falcons. Uh, Joe, if you are a Michael Thomas fantasy owner, are you very concerned with the fact that the Saints are probably going to run the ball a lot? Yes. I mean, I was concerned as a Michael Thomas fantasy owner, even though I'm not this year. I was last year. Uh, I was. I would have been concerned back in week one. Uh, and everything since then has kind of just not gone Thomas's way. Obviously, the quarterback shift and what, what they're doing with this game doesn't really particularly favor him. Uh, obviously, Kamara of the two major skill guys they have is by far the better play and has been the more consistent play this season. So, yeah, yep. if I'm a Michael Thomas owner, I'd be worried. I would have tried to trade him maybe like two or three weeks ago. And you got to be happy if you're a Kamara owner because he's already having a great year and it's probably going to only get better from here. All right, the next game we got the Eagles taking on the Cleveland Browns. I'm so sick of this narrative, and it's been disproved by now, which is that the Browns are better without Odell Beckham Jr. That's total BS. They've been atrocious without <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. But luckily for them, they're playing the Eagles today, who are horrendous. So I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns here. Uh, minus two and a half. I think that it's going to come down to Carson Wentz, who – is due for an interception because he didn't throw on he didn't throw on last week. So he's due for an interception. And right on cue, Breastman. This is Carson Wentz leads the league in interceptions going against the Browns, who are ranked fourth in takeaways. However, Baker Mayfield has not thrown a TD his last two games and has failed pass for more than 100 yards in the last two games. Is there a rush heavy Brown offense may hurt Mayfield's fantasy value? If you have Baker Mayfield or fantasy. Uh, <laughs> drop them. Uh, play Drew Lock. I think that's a better play. That's a, that's a better lock there in fantasy. Mayfield, uh, you know, he's just not. He doesn't have. The, I guess he he's he's looked worse without Odell Beckham Jr. That's really what it comes down to. He's got Jarvis Landry, who's great. He doesn't even look to him. So I think the Browns, you know, ugly game win this one, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be very run heavy. This game uh, is 45 and a half right now is the over-under. I kind of lean more towards the under here, just the way the Browns have been playing offensively. But uh, we'll start with you, Johnny, on this game. Yeah, I think the Browns win, cover. Uh, I like the under as well. I think they're, they're people don't, I, don't, I feel like a lot of people still don't understand because of the firepower that they have at receiver with Odell when he's healthy, Juice Landry, um, Rashard Higgins, Austin Hooper, David Njoku. I feel like they don't understand that the Browns are a run-first team. They're a run-heavy team, they're, and they're very, very effective. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, I think today the both of them could probably – well, combined, I think I think we could see like a 250-yard game from them, like combined. Uh, Cleveland, to me, man, they should be a lot better. There's no Miles Garrett today. That That's the one bugaboo for them. But at home – uh, they're still in the thick of it for a playoff spot. Uh, I think they need this one, and I believe they got it. It's going to be an ugly game. I think I don't know if the total is going to go over like 38, but uh, I like Cleveland today. 
And the crazy thing here, Joe, is that if the Eagles lose, they're still in first place, which is insane. So, <laughs> Joe, what do you think about this game? And, and give us your take here on long-term, how this game might impact the NFC East. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, as of right now, if we if we expect the Giants to continue a, a potential NFC East push, uh, they're going to need the Eagles to lose this game. Uh, so I, I agree with both of you guys. Uh, I think this game is going to stay under. I think there's going to be a lot of running on both sides. Uh, Miles Sanders for the Eagles today without Miles Garrett uh, in the lineup for the Browns. Uh, he's another guy I like in DFS. I think Miles Sanders, uh, there's a very good chance he's he can run for 100 yards and a touchdown or maybe, or maybe two today. Uh, I think he's going to have a really, really big day for the Eagles. That said, uh, I, I think the Browns have shown us this season that they are also fully capable uh, of being able to run – and being able to run in big spots. Uh, so we've seen the Eagles. They went on the road last week against the Giants, and they lost that game. Uh, in reality, they should have lost twice to the Giants, right? So mm-hmm. um, so going back, they're continue, uh, continuing uh, their road trip here against the Browns. Uh, I think the Browns will play another strong effort at home. Their defensive efforts at home this season uh, have been really, really good. Uh, they haven't really allowed a game to get away from them at home. So, again... I think the unders are really, really great play here. Uh, I think the running backs in this game, both uh, all three of them actually, uh, with uh, Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt, uh, I think all those backs are going to have a huge day. But I'm going to take the Browns here. I'm going to lay the two and a half. Yeah, I think that's that's the play. Uh, but the Eagles, that tie is going to come come back to really help them big time this season when it comes to making the playoffs. All right, next game, it's it's a huge game this week. Joe, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning. The Titans versus the Ravens. Most likely the losing team is done, out of the playoffs. They're not going to make it. Um, not sure which way I'm leaning for the game, but for betting purposes, right now I'm seeing the Titans at plus six. So I think that's actually a big number for this game. So I'm going to go with the Titans plus six here. Uh, there's just nothing I've seen from the Ravens this season, really, that would make me think that they're going to be the Ravens of 2019, where they're going to be putting up 40 points and, and beating a team by 20. Uh, the Titans are just too good for that with, with Derrick Henry and, and Ryan Tannehill. So I'm going to I'm going to go with the Titans here plus six. Joe. Uh, so I have a. a- a trend, I guess. Well, not well, not really a trend, but uh, it seems like this game is trending in the over direction. I actually like the under in this game. Fifty is uh, a big over under. I right think fifty is a really big number. Uh, they didn't hit that mark in the playoffs when they played each other, uh, and I believe in that game, uh, what we saw from Derrick Henry, I think the Ravens are going to. I think the the Titans are going to see a lot of seven and eight man boxes today. Right. I think they're really going to. And the Ravens defense stopped Derrick Henry today with a loss on the defensive line to nose tackle Brandon Williams. No. Yeah. No. Clay's Campbell. <laughs> no. No. Brandon Williams. Campbell's out too. Yeah. But I. But I still think that the the Ravens are going to scheme and and they're going to stack the box and they're going to just try to take Derrick Henry totally out of the game and they're going to. They're going to say, hey, Ryan Tannehill, throw, you have to throw for 300 yards and two or three touchdowns in order to beat us. So, uh, and then the 50, I think, is a really, really big number for this game. Uh, but with that said, uh, I'm with you in regard to I think this line is way too high. Uh, I think the Titans are a good team. I think the Ravens are a good team. Uh, we've seen Lamar Jackson struggle a little bit the, the past couple of weeks uh, against the Colts and the Patriots. He hasn't really been totally uh, himself. 
uh, hasn't really been himself uh, or, the, or what we saw from last season. Uh, he's definitely not had as good of a season. Uh, so I think this line is really, really big. Uh, I, I think the Ravens will end up uh, making this a one-score game at home, even with the, with the losses on the defensive line. Uh, so I'm with you. So I'm going to take the Titans plus the six, uh, and I'm going to take the under in this game because I think both teams are going to sell out uh, to stop Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson on both sides. All right, Johnny, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is a weird one. Uh, Titans were my AFC representative for the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I just – I don't like how they just show up one week and don't show up the next. They they are so spotty. It's very concerning, and it's going to be a problem come down the stretch. In terms of today, six, six and a half points, I, I actually have the Titans in a teaser. I think they're going to at least cover um, with no Brandon Williams and no Calais Campbell. I think – think that should be enough. I think it's going to be obviously very run heavy. Um, I think I picked the Ravens to win, but I could see something be like Justin Tucker hitting like a last second 50 yard field goal to, to send the Ravens to the W column. But uh, Tennessee, I, I do think we'll cover that six. And I do, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. No, definitely not. Uh, you know, I, like, like Joe said, the Titans really haven't gone over it all this season. So I would expect that trend to continue. All right, now we got Miami Dolphins who are – they're trying to win the AFC East here, and they are heading to Denver to take on the Broncos. Uh, Johnny will come right back to you for this one right now. Points bet has the Dolphins as three-and-a-half-point favorites. Miami has been butter the last month. They're 4-0. They look like a team that's ready to make a jump. I wasn't sold on Flores making that quarterback change to Tua. He's played well the last two games. It's a small sample size. Their defense has been insane. They're just pressuring other teams. They've been running the ball well without Miles Gaskin. They, they're hitting on all cylinders. They're hot right now. You don't go against a hot team. The best part about Miami, they're 7-2 against the spread this year. Nobody is better than them against the spread. And it's just – they're, they're so money, you can't go against them. And, and Denver has, like, this this MO where they decide to play, like, to, to – I mean, to not play for three quarters and then try to win it in, in the last quarter. They, they've done it for the last month. Uh, I, I think Miami is a no-brainer, minus three and a half. I just love the way they're playing. You can't buck the trend. You can't go against Miami. They're going to win today, cover. Then they got the Jets next weekend. That will put them over to eight and three. They have a legitimate shot to win 11 games this year. Miami – I love watching them. Football's more fun when Miami's good. Joe, what do you think? I mean, I, I disagree, but unfortunately, he's right. Uh, <laughs> Miami is a monster against the spread. Uh, they are awesome this season. Uh, I'm seeing this line at four in certain spots, so the fact that we could get it at three and a half here uh, is to our benefit. Uh, so I'm going to agree with Johnny. Uh, I think I'm going to take Miami minus the three and a half. Uh, what we've seen from Denver over the course of this season uh, is that they tend to get behind the games and then tend to make pushes in the second half and come up short. Uh, so that bodes well in our favor. Uh, I think Brian Flores is easy. You know, right now to me, he's the coach of the year in the NFL, and and he's Johnny's also right in the sense. Uh, the next two weeks for Miami, they win these two games. They're eight and three. All of a sudden, they're breathing down your boy Josh Allen's back and the, the the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, for the, I, I told you this last week, they are a legitimate threat to win the AFC, a legitimate, legitimate threat. A lot of people don't realize that yet. 
Uh, I think next couple of weeks, if Miami can win these teams and take care of businesses against teams that they should beat, uh, a lot of people are going to be opening their eyes to that. Uh, one last thing uh, of the, the games that we were seeing this week, uh, this is the game that has the most discrepancy between teams that are betting on one side and teams that are betting on the, the, uh, the other. Uh, I'm seeing 70 plus percent of, of all money in this game going on Miami. So uh, a lot of people agree with Johnny and I here. Russman says today will Tua become the first QB in the Super Bowl era to win his first four career starts while throwing zero interceptions going against the Broncos? I think he's due for an interception. I think he's going to throw an interception today. And ultimately, if you want to talk about the Dolphins in the long run here for this season, it's going to come down to how well Tua can play. You see him improving each and every week. So if he's going to, you know, there's not, there wasn't much fill in him. So. Eventually, you think these defenses might catch up and, and scheme something there. But, uh, you know, I kind of want to take Denver here, but uh, you guys convinced me, so I'll, I'll roll with you guys and go my I, as well. What I'll say for the two a point is that usually uh, players uh, who play there, this is his first game in Denver, right? So obviously uh, the, the, the air quality there, a lot of people always tend to struggle and their first games in Denver simply because it's just a huge adjustment to, to play in that, that atmosphere up there. So, uh, yeah. So to me, this, this seems like a game where the dolphins are probably not going to be playing their best on offense because Denver's defense is actually, you know, fairly solid, you know, given the, the fact that they've struggled this season. Uh, but to me, the dolphins, they, this team seems to be winning games, uh, with all three, in all, in all three aspects, right? So they're on offense. They're pretty solid on defense. They're pretty good. Uh, and special teams, there they've been pretty good this season. So, uh, to me, it seems like a, a, a it's going to be a an effort, uh, a combined effort today uh, in order for them to to win this game and cover like we think they are. Our next game up should be the most fun one of the week. I know I'll be locked in, and that <laughs> is the New York Jets heading to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. And despite the fact that the Jets have their best quarterback playing this one. The Chargers are favored by 10 points. You've seen the Chargers glow close games all season long. And this is going to be different for them this week. Herbert's just going to dominate from the start. The Jets are going to get absolutely destroyed. And finally, the Chargers get a win. Uh, they should have had a lot, a lot more wins so far this season. So give me the Chargers minus 10. Uh, I think Herbert has a huge day, like 350 passing yards for three or four touchdowns. Uh, man says, and, and then we'll go to Joe. You can answer this and give your pick. Thoughts on the just decision to cut their quarterback one, Pierre Desaire, with their quarterback, cornerback two out with injury, as well as an offense in shambles with injury to rook to the starting quarterback. They're now starting three rookies in the secondary against Herbert. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't think this is a game that's going to be particularly competitive. Uh, I think this game will resemble uh, kind of the spot we saw with the with the Jets and the Colts earlier in the season. Uh, I, I think Herbert right now, uh, obviously, all three of the rookie quarterbacks have been really good. Burrow's been really good. Herbert's been really good, too. has been really good. Uh, but in particular, Herbert, I think, has been most impressive simply because he's been able to hit the deep ball, and he's been able to make a lot of big plays that a lot of uh, players don't really necessarily tend to make until their second and third years. So uh, to me, I think this is a huge spot for the Chargers. Uh, I'm not worried that this is 10 at all because I think the Chargers are probably going to win this game by about 20 points or so. Uh, so give me the Chargers here. You know, we both agree. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, the, the Sear move, uh, there was a game earlier in the season where uh, 
he got burned. Oh, it was the Denver game on, on uh, Thursday night where he got burned by Jerry Judy and then he came back to make the interception. Unfortunately, that that proved to be the the, the highlight of his season, so to speak. He hasn't really worked out for the Jets. So, uh, yeah, to me, to me, this is going to be a three-score game. I think the Chargers are going to blow him out. Johnny, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I got the Chargers at minus nine and a half. I think Herbert's going to have a big day. I took the old runners prop at a 284 and a half on passing yards. Keen Daddy, Keenan Allen's going to eat. Mike Will made it's going to eat. Hunter Henry's going to have a day. I, I just I don't see I, – I can't see the Chargers not closing the door. They have a lot of frustrations and a lot of anger that they want to take out, and I think I think they should win this game by at least three possessions. So nine and a half, ten points, doesn't matter to me. I think L.A. is going to lay down the lumber today. Guys, breaking news, P.J. Walker is starting. So, Teddy okay, uh, Bridgewater is out. Yeah, if you got if you if you got if you want to place a bet on that one, maybe you can just keep waiting and, and ignore that one. Because <laughs> uh, either way, but I think I think I still I think I'm gonna go still go with the Panthers with PJ Walker. All right, the next game up, and this is you know the return of Andy Dalton. You got the Cowboys here, who I think started the season like 0 and 8 versus the spread, which was really impressive. Uh, and they're taking on the Vikings, <laughs> who are rolling here. They got that big win like Monday Night Football against. The Bears, who had Nick Foles in there, who was absolutely horrendous up until his injury. Uh, and, you know, the the Vikings, they're at home, seven-and-a-half-point favorites, which is a pretty big line. And, you know, the Cowboys have been bad, but they are significantly better with Andy Dalton. All that being said, though, I'm still going to go with the Vikings in this one. Uh, you know, they're turning the, they, they're turn, turning the curve. They're turning it around. Seven and a half, big line, but I just think the the Cowboys they're just so lousy that 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 amount of you know point there doesn't really bother me too much. Uh, Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, you know what? I think the Vikings are minus seven and a half. I, that's still a little big for me, but like you said, the Cowboys are pathetic. Like Andy Dalton, you know, <laughs> he makes a difference, I guess, but not to the point where we're going to look at Dallas thinking that plus seven and a half is 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 money. Uh, the Vikings, dude, they, like you said, they're turning a corner. Like, they're trying to make a playoff push themselves. They won three in a row. They look good. Dalvin Cook is red hot. Justin Jefferson is maybe the best offensive uh, offensive wide receiver rookie this year. He's been absolute butter. Um, I think Minnesota is going to take care of business minus seven and a half. They're actually one of my teasers as well. So, I think the Vikings make it four straight today. And Bressman points out that the – Cowboys are the second-worst rush defense in the league, and he wants to know, Joe, do the Vikings manage Dalvin Cook's workload today to save his energy for more difficult teams or to give him free reign to run today? Uh, I think Dalvin Cook is actually an MVP candidate right now, uh, especially with the way the Vikings are trending. It kind of seemed like they were heading to like a disastrous 4-12, and 5-11 and 11 type of season. Now I think there's a realistic path for them to get to – We'll we'll say eight and eight or nine and seven and kind of fight for that last NFC playoff spot. I think they really seem to have turned it around. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think there's going to be any concern about managing uh, Dalvin yeah. Cook's workload today. I think, I think it, Dalvin Cook's going to run more wild than Hulkamania today against the Cowboys. Yeah, it seems like it seems like they'll rely on him big time the first three quarters or so in this game, and then uh, depending on what happens later, uh, assuming what I think is going to happen is I think the Vikings are going to eventually jump up by uh, by two scores and kind of maintain that lead throughout the rest of the game. Uh, the seven and a half is a little bit concerning simply because of, of that half a point. Uh, so if you're going to play this game, I think the best thing to do would be to, 
to buy the hook and, and to to buy this down a little bit and get it to seven, you know, so you can feel a little more safer about this. Uh, but I am going to take the Vikings here. I'm going to lay the seven and a half because I think uh, with what we've seen the last couple of weeks, uh, Kirk Cousins still not great, right? I don't think he's going to, to smash in any spot. Uh, but Justin Jefferson has been awesome as a rookie. Uh, Adam Thielen's had a couple of touchdowns. And obviously with the way Dalvin Cook has played, uh, this Vikings team has enough to to just beat up on a, on a Cowboys defense, uh, especially their rush defense that just isn't simply good. All right. Now we got – I mean, in this season for sure, this is the big three primetime games. They haven't been at primetime, but, you know, you get the national game of the week and then Sunday football, Monday football. They haven't had games this good all year. So we're going to get through them right now. We're going to start with the Packers going against the Colts. Once again, the Packers are getting disrespected. They're the underdogs. Every game this year, they've been the underdogs. I've bet on them, and they've easily come away with, with the win. And this is like a you know prisoner of the moment thing here. The Colts are favored minus two because the Packers, they beat the Jaguars, but not by a lot. Uh, Johnny's getting his sunglasses back on here, so he's going to have a fire take <laughs> here for us, but – Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me the MVP. You know, plus two. Uh, that to me is the easy bet there. Uh, I I do not see how the the, pack, the Packers don't don't win this with a plus two. Johnny, uh, you know what, man? I I I picked the Packers to win. I think they'll cover that. It's pretty much a pick 'em game for the most part. Uh, honestly, dude, like. I'm uneasy about that. Like Green Bay's a good team, right? They have they have Aaron Rodgers is so disrespected. He's he's an MVP front runner right now. The problem is, dude, they're a soft team. They 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 can lay the wood against a bad team. The Colts are a good team. If nothing else, their defense is one of, if not the best this year. The Packers struggle against teams that hit you in the mouth. The Colts defense can do that. So that's the one thing that because they're, they just they they don't like to get physical. That's just not their game. I'm gonna go with Green Bay because I do think they're the better team, and I think their offense can still put up. The Colts are like a shady. They're shady. Um, but yeah, I, I think Green Bay will, will will narrowly get this victory and, and cover that spread. All right, Joe. I love Aaron Rodgers in this spot uh, simply because I like the matchup against Philip Rivers. I think. We haven't seen a game this year where Philip Rivers has really uh, taken his team out of it with turnovers. Uh, the closest game that I think we've had th- this season for that Colts team has been against the Browns. Uh, so I think this game in particular is going to tell us a lot about Green Bay because I think the Colts defense is pretty good and they are pretty smash mouth. Uh, and obviously uh, two weeks ago when they played the Ravens, they did a really, really good job of stopping Lamar Jackson, but I think Aaron Rodgers is a different animal entirely here. Uh, I think he's in the middle of having his biggest, you know, screw you season of his career. A lot of people seem to have. I really, I guess the, uh, the issue with, so with, gonna... with Rodgers was just Danica Patrick, right? I mean, I yeah, might be. <laughs> if you look back yeah. to his golden years, he had Olivia Munn. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, I think I think shedding Dan, Danica Patrick has, has uh, done a battle of turn. Aaron Rodgers against the league's best defense, Andy Bressman. As Rodgers was unsuccessful yeah. against the Bucks, scoring only ten points. Yeah, that was the most surprising game of the year uh, against the number one three ranked defense. Will he pull out a win today? 
I believe uh, so. I believe so. But yeah, like I said, you know, the, the good thing here is that you know the Colts could win, but we got the back of the pockets at plus two. So <laughs> I think that I think you know plus two, just the disrespect of Aaron Rodgers to have him be an underdog uh, is just kind of crazy. And so far, I think it's the third time this season, and uh, every time the Packers have won the game. All right, now we got the big game Sunday Night Football. And we'll start with you on this one, Joe. The Chiefs are a seven-point favorite, and the game is in Las Vegas. Chiefs-Raiders. What do you think in this one, Joe? I think the Chiefs are going to be extra motivated to get up for this game, obviously, because they they already lost to the Raiders once this season. Uh, I really, really like the Raiders. I think they're a really good team. I think Josh Jacobs is awesome. Uh, but I do think that Kansas City will be able to avenge that loss uh, from earlier in the season. Uh, I think the Chiefs understand uh, the implications of this game because their number one seed is no longer guaranteed because the Steelers are still undefeated, right? So uh, you lose this game, I think you lose a a significant edge in, in trying to get that number one overall seed in the AFC. Uh, which is super important this year because with the extra playoff team, the, the number two seed actually plays on, on wild card weekend. So uh, this has a, a revenge factor to it all over it. I think Patrick Mahomes uh, will will shine on uh, in prime time. I think the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points in this game. Uh, the over under right now is fifty six. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I believe this game is gonna go over. I think both both of these teams are gonna get into at least the low thirties. Uh, but I like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to have a huge day. I think he's going to have three or four touchdowns himself alone. Uh, so give me the Chiefs here. I'm going to lay the seven on the road with the, the Ra- against the Raiders. I'm not really too worried about the, the road team in this spot. Patrick Mahomes getting a lot of disrespect this season as well. No one mentions yep. him in the MVP race, but his numbers are outstanding. All right, Johnny, what do you got in this one? Uh, no way that the Chiefs lose two games in the same season to the Raiders. There's no way. Joe said it. They're going to be extra motivated even on the road. Kansas City's got to stay motivated. They got to stay winning if they want to get that number one seed. No longer the number two gets a bye, which is honestly insane, but neither here nor there. Interesting stat. The Chiefs went 8-0 and straight up and against the spread after their bye last season with an average win margin of 16.6. That streak started with a 40-9 to win over the Raiders. They're out of their bye this week, and they play the Raiders. Great stat from Joe Osborne on Twitter at JTFOZ. And I, I think the nail on the head, I think Kansas City comes out firing. They're going to be motivated. They want to embarrass the Raiders. I like I like Vegas. John Gruden finally in his third year is turning it around. They ha- He's got his team looking like a, somebody that can make some noise in the postseason. I just don't think it's going to be today. I think the, the Chiefs won by 10, 10 to 13 points. Joe, I like the over as well. Johnny and Andy Reid is phenomenal off the bye week. I don't think he's ever lost a game. So, I mean, the law of averages would say he's due for a loss, right? So, uh, he's money coming off a bye. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Raiders plus seven here. I think they keep it close. I think the Chiefs, uh, you know, the Raiders are in their heads. They fabricated this whole story, the Chiefs, about the the, the bus shot around Arrowhead Stadium to like try to motivate their players. Who cares? I mean, big freaking deal. So I think that uh, the Raiders, 
at the very least, keep this one close. And well, they're activating a bunch of players off the the COVID list too, so that'll help, I, I think, a little bit. But again, you know, me and Johnny, we're we're gonna take the, the Kansas City side here. I'll go. I'll go Raiders plus seven, and uh, yeah, I think the over here is certainly in play, even though this is one of the highest overs of the week. All right, so last game here of the week, and you have the Rams heading to Tampa Bay. Rams are four and a half point underdogs according to points bet. For me, that's a that's a pretty large number with the way the Rams have played this season. So. Give me the four and a half there with the Rams. Uh, you know, we've seen them fly to the East Coast a bunch of times this season. Hasn't really impacted them too much. And, you know, you never know where you're going to go with these Buccaneers. One week, they're blowing a team out. The next week, they're getting blown out. So, there's too much risk factor there for me to really be, you know, say, oh, the Buccaneers can win by four and a half. So, give me the Rams here. Uh, you know, the Rams want to keep pace now with the Seahawks to try to win that. The, the uh, NFC West, because the last thing the Rams want to do is, you know, finish with 11 wins and have to go to Philadelphia to play their first round, the first round game or something like that. So uh, let's, you know, that's, that's, that's my mindset here. Sean McVay should be considered for coach of the year, the way he's, he's bounced his team back. Uh, so give me the, the Rams here, plus four and a half. Uh, Johnny. Uh, you know what? I, I actually have this game at four. Uh, I agree with you. Ali Marpet, the guard for Tampa, is out with a concussion. That's a big loss when you got a guy like Aaron Donald, who's an absolute game record. That's the one thing that concerns me because we've seen how bad Tampa played against New Orleans a couple weeks ago where their lines just got dominated. That's the one thing that concerns me. I'm going to go against my hunch here. I'm going to take Tampa minus four. I think Tampa will cover that. But honestly, I would stay off that, and I'll tell you why. I think the under at 48.5 is the play. Let me explain why. The last 17 games or so, Monday night, it's the most bizarre thing. It's inexplicable. The under is about 80%. The unders have been hitting at a ridiculous pace on on Monday nights. I don't don't get it. I don't know why, but that's just the number, 48.5. I don't. Know if I can expect a high scoring. I don't think the Rams are going to score more than like 20 points. I think the I think the Tampa might score like 25, 26. It'll be close, but I th- I think that going to be important. All right, Joe, what do you think here? Up against the clock. Yeah. Uh, to to Johnny's point, I think that loss for Tampa is absolutely huge. I think Aaron Donald's going to have a huge game. Uh, so we've seen this. It's it's in four in some spots. It's in four and a half in a bunch of spots. Uh, I'm with you, Nick. I like the Rams here. Uh, I think this game is really. I think this is definitely the closest game of the week. Uh, I think it, there's there's no really one a particular way to bet this game. Uh, the Rams are not as good on the road as they are at home. They're two and three on the road. They're uh, four and zero oh at home, obviously. Uh, but uh, what I will say is if you're going to bet this game, right, I think an interesting strategy to call back to what Johnny said at the very, you know, towards the beginning of the episode, uh, bet teams on five and five and a half, usually those hits for some reason. So if the Rams are four and a half and you feel comfortable and you want to buy the extra half a point, you want to move them to five and you want to play the Rams, I don't think that's a a, a terrible decision either. Uh, But I think – from what we've seen the past couple of weeks from Tampa Bay, uh, they seem to be super streaky. 
they see they seem to not play as well uh, against teams that are are better. Uh, I mean, the 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 one game that that kind of bucks the trend a little bit uh, was the Packers game. That was probably their best game of the season. Uh, but we've seen in other situations. Uh, the Chargers game was was one of these examples. The Giants game was another example. Uh, it seems like Tampa Bay's played a lot of teams much closer this season than anticipated. Uh, so I'm not going to be too worried about the Rams on the road in this spot. They played well against Philadelphia this season. They played well in Buffalo this season. Seems like whenever they travel to the East Coast, they end up playing really well. So I'm going to take the Rams here. I'm going to take the four and a half. Uh, but if you want to bet it and you want to listen to our guy Johnny over here and you want to get it to five or five and a half, uh, I think that would be a good strategy too. All right. Excellent. Excellent job today, fellas. Johnny, let our listeners and viewers know where they could find you. Always, baby. Always. At Johnny VTV on Instagram, at underscore Johnny VTV on Twitter. Putting out case betting every single week. Make sure you tune into inthezone.io. My boy Nick holding it down. Joe, always providing great insight. Boys, have a great Sunday. Let's make some money, huh? Press man. Johnny, you're an outstanding and awesome guest today. Your football knowledge is outstanding. Joe and Nick should definitely bring you back on. No doubt about it. Love that. Love that support. That's going to do it here for this episode of You Know I'm Riding Football for our special guest, Johnny VTV. For Joe Calabrese, I am Nick Durst, and this has been You Know I'm Right. Thanks, Shaggy. Football. All right, boys.